0: Welcome to You Can Smooch though, the podcast where we talk all things boys love and other related items. I'm your host, Lullaby. Disclaimer, there will be spoilers in this podcast as we will be talking about series in depth, so please proceed with caution. Today, our guest is myself. <laughs> Welcome to the season 1 special episode. So Merry Christmas and happy birthday to the podcast as well. For those of you who have been here since the beginning, the original debut date of You Can Smooch Though was actually on Christmas. I had planned that on purpose because I figured it would be kind of a cute idea to... Debut the podcast on Christmas as if it was my gift to everyone. (laughs) This special episode covers the topic of turning 30 and how we deal with love and romance as we get older. So this episode originally was supposed to air during my birthday month, which was July to kind of go with the theme of turning 30. This year, I turned 31. (laughs) And people often talk about what it's like to even think about turning 30. I'd often heard, as we will hear as recurring themes in today's series. that people can't even imagine turning 30, or that I would even hear something like, oh, you know, once I turn 30, that's it, I'm done. And that's it for me, you know, and I'll let you fill in the connotations of that. Turning 30 has been quite the journey for me. (laughs) I'm only 31. So it's it hasn't been that long for me, but becoming 30 and finally like stepping over to that threshold of three decades of life is <laughs> quite surreal sometimes. Some people, as I mentioned earlier, don't expect to reach 30 because it just feels so, um, so far away. And understandably so, because uh, regardless of Generation or time period in which you are born. 30 is both a long and short time to live. Life is both long and short. Life is just so unpredictable, just as the manga that I will cover today will uh, address. (laughs) And as of today, the eldest members of our podcast, which include me, have actually all reached. Age of 31. (laughs) Our eldest members of the podcast are 31 years old. And I will not reveal who, but you can probably guess. And let's start with our first series. The first series of today is a pretty popular one, I want to say. It even has its own live action adaptation. It is Cherry Magic 30 Years of Virginity turns you into a wizard. <laughs> like I said, it's a very famous title. I have not seen the live action. I've only seen a few clips, but it seems pretty close-ish to the manga. To sum it up, for those who haven't read it or watched it, it is the story of Kiyoshi Arachi. He turns 30, and, <laughs> and the saying goes, You know, you become a wizard. You develop these powers when you become 30 and you stay a virgin. I want to know where my powers are because that would be very useful at this moment in time. Adachi develops the ability to read people's minds if he touches them. Of course, he discovers that his co-worker, Yuichi Kurosawa, is actually in love with him. And through <laughs> many comedic, kind of hilarious um, situations, it is a romantic comedy. Kurosawa is revealed to have been in love with Arachi for a very long time. But because he was unsure of Arachi's Sexuality situation, he wasn't really sure if he was even going to pursue Adachi. Just being next to Adachi was enough for Kurosawa. Adachi now has to adapt to the situation in which he now knows the full, full feelings of a person who he didn't even realize has been in love with him this whole time. Kurosawa is quite respectful this entire series. (laughs) He does have his moments, but I think those parts are just general romantic tension within the series. There is a scene in which Adachi invites Kurosawa to his apartment, and Kurosawa just gets really dokie dokied everywhere (laughs) because he's really close to Adachi, and he just wants to kiss Adachi even though They're not in that kind of relationship. Most of Cherry magic in the beginning, until the two confess their feelings for one another, because that does come, (laughs) Ajachi struggles because he's not sure if his feelings are only because he developed these powers. Because he kind of goes back and forth about, oh, would I even care? about Kurosawa if I didn't have these powers would I know and it kind of like keeps him resistant to just pursuing the person in front of him even though it's very obvious that even if he doesn't feel as intensely as Kurosawa does for him it shouldn't really matter because those feelings can always grow for him and it's never bad to kind of give it a try. And that's kind of part of the overarching theme of sharing magic is you've lived your life reserved for so long that maybe it's time to finally let go and live your life as well. In the way that you are allowed to, in a way that you are allowed to be free and to express yourself and to really feel your feelings when all this time you've held back for so long. Cherry Magic is a pretty good, healthy example. (laughs) It's a very good series and it would make sense as to why the series has gained a live action adaptation. Not everyone gets one of those. (laughs) And the dynamic between Adachi and Kurosawa is quite interesting. It's definitely like pining, very intense pining on Kurosawa's part. And in Adachi's part, he begins to grow great affection for Kurosawa. Adachi likes Kurosawa to begin with just as a coworker and just as like a companion possibly friend, but like I said, he just goes through a bit of an internal struggle because he's just not sure. He's just not sure if he can truly meet Kurosawa's sincerity. If <laughs> if Kurosawa is anything, he is utterly sincere. Also overall, this series deals with what what romance is and what love Can be um, in your 30s. It's really easy to kind of like love superficially and love recklessly when we are younger, Um, especially as teenagers. You know, teenagers are balls of emotion. When we're in our 20s, we're still a little reckless. We still want to kind of, you know, run around and kind of like feel what it's like. But once you reach 30, there's kind of like It's kind of like a societal pressure. It's kind of a societal rule that you kind of like, oh, maybe we should now start dating more seriously. We should take love more seriously. We should take our lives more seriously. Um, Things become a little uh, serious, (laughs) to put it frankly. We just feel this impending need for some kind of stability, some kind of thing in which we can grasp and just tell people, yes, I will be fine once I turn 30. Um, And before that, there's just so much anxiety about it, probably because, again, the world kind of puts us in a place to feel anxious and nervous and probably even apathetic and jaded, like, what will I do once I hit 30? Can I even hit 30. But this series is a ball of goo, (laughs) it's great for the feelings, nothing too um, heavy or scary, just a lot to kind of like think about dating, romance, love as we grow older. I highly recommend Cherry Magic whether you read or watch it even though I have not seen the live action version, I almost said animated version the live-action version, but from the clips I've seen, the actors are really great, and its portrayal is pretty close to the manga itself, and they're all cuties, so, you know, if you just love cutie little cheeky funny boys trying to be in love, (laughs) Cherry Magic is for you. Our second series for today is Sanju sai kara no coming out. So it's coming out at 30. This one is quite sweet. It does have another story in the tankuban for like two chapters, but we will just cover the main story of Mitsuru and Haruka. Mitsuru is a 30-year-old closeted version from the Japanese countryside. He has known that he is gay since he was in elementary school. So he has struggled internally with this for a very long time. He moves to Tokyo, has a job there, and so he finally decides, hey, I'm going to lose my virginity. <laughs> I'm going to download this dating app. I'm going to meet up with some some stranger, and we're going to hook up. <laughs> And of course, for him, who has no, like, zero experience in dating, relationships, and love in the romantic kind, he just decides to go all in, and he gets a little, understandably so, scared once he finally, like, gets in. He meets Haruka. Haruka is, of course very handsome, very attractive, obviously has done this a lot. (laughs) And the funniest thing about this series is these two characters definitely from the get-go like each other, at least superficially. But the two crossed wires in a way. Um, Nothing too uh, crazy, just more of a Mitsuru is like, oh, yes, this is my first time. Haruka thinks it's his first time using a dating app. But Mitsuru becomes a little hesitant because he's just like, oh, I don't want to like seem unappealing or be burdensome because this is my first time having sex. Right. So so they end up having a good night. It's all feisty. It's all fluffy. It's all spicy. (laughs) And while Mitsuru is asleep, Haruka checks his work badge and it turns out they work in the same office. But Mitsuru runs away, thinking it's just a one night stand, thanking him for a good time, being like, oh, thank you for, you know, making my first time enjoyable. And Haruka is like, what? (laughs) So when they meet at the company, they decide to, you know, keep in touch, chat, state friends, you know, co-workers at least, on friendly terms. <laughs> and they decide to continue this arrangement. Because Mitsuru has deleted the app, he doesn't need anymore. But he is very attracted to Haruka. This series also deals with, again, the uncertainty and inexperience of romance and love uh, as you become older. They don't really talk about it often. Usually people in this kind of situation feel like they're being made fun of <laughs> for not, you know, having enough experience by the time they're 30, etc. But this story is quite sweet because it's two people who try to understand each other and meet halfway, but one knows what he wants and the other also knows but he still is unsure. The inexperienced one, Mitsuru, ends up getting worried that, oh, I don't want Haruka to think that I only want him for his body. But Haruka has already realized that Mitsuru likes him. Um, so they have a conversation, and Mitsuru tries to <laughs> basically become more of the type of person he thinks Haruka wants him to be. But Haruka is just kind of like going with him and just waiting for him to kind of admit to himself that he also likes him. And at one point, Haruka gets upset and he gets jealous because it seems like, oh, is Mitsuru actually meeting other guys? And it just turns out that Mitsuru is just like very hesitant to really express his feelings because he's very new to relationships and love and also he he has never dated, and he has been sitting in the countryside, closeted, so he has never really expressed himself fully. This is, again, a very good example of like one of the healthier relationships in BL. <laughs> we love healthy relationships because not not every series is healthy, but... I know a lot of people always search for that because a lot of people use BL as a sort of comfort zone, an expression zone, (laughs) a place to kind of like view romantic love in a positive way. So this series is quite, quite soft, very comforting to me. (laughs) Again, nothing really intense happens. Um, It's mostly a story of two people. Uh, falling in love and there's only four chapters three in the main story and then an extra little chapter of just their daily life well more so um, a snippet of their life um, being together and I would definitely also highly recommend this series because um, it's not quite as comedic as Cherry magic this one does have a bit more seriousness to it but It's a it's a little more lewd (laughs) and the couple is just quite cute because one is so one is so eager to please the other because they've just never been in love and the other has finally decided to set away playing around because he realizes he's in love and I love that on my end as well. The third and final series we'll be talking about today is probably, ironically, the most absurd and most comical one, even though it's the one that kind of deals with more serious topics in it, but in a comedical way. And it doesn't have any magic in it like Cherry Magic does, but... Well, you'll see what I mean when I continue. So the name of this series is I Wanna Die Before I'm 30. (laughs) And it is five chapters. It sounds really dark, but if you look at the cover, (laughs) you can tell that it's probably not that dark and a lot more comedic and a little flashy. Like I said, this one deals with topics of... Apathy, you know, depression. Um, This character isn't even really 30 yet. Um, I believe he's still in his mid-20s as the story starts. His name is I, (laughs) as in love. So he hates this name because people assume he's a girl. It's not a very common name for boys, obviously. As our story starts, his girlfriend has broken up with him. She has cheated on him with another guy. She doesn't blame him. She blames herself. But it doesn't feel good because, you know, being cheated on is never good. And then broken up with is also never good. He is super apathetic and jaded. He has stopped wanting to go to school, to his classes. He works in a cone beanie corner shop. Kind of vibe he lives in this rundown apartment building where probably only a couple other people live. The walls are so thin that he can hear his neighbors going at it at night and and there is no filter it is as if there are no walls. He has no satisfaction he has no hope as I said he's pretty apathetic and jaded and You know, he doesn't even see himself living past 30. Like, you know, what can he even reach 30? He meets the neighbors next door. One of them is this really, really beautiful person named Aya. Aya is this really beautiful man. (laughs) And then there's Rio, this very traditionally masculine, but sort of long-haired man. And, you know, at first, I is like, oh, you know, he mistakes Aya for a woman. And then Aya, very brashly, exposes his briefs and says, oh, you want me to take him off too? I'm definitely a man. So, <laughs> so Aya and Ryo are quite the mysterious couple. They're very eccentric and they have decided that they quite think I is interesting. They invite I over for hot pot. And, of course, because this one is the most absurd, they end up having a threesome. (laughs) So yes, this series is also... It deals with polyamory. And it also deals with the uncertainty of aging and how life can be so uncertain regardless of the kind of life you may have been born into and the kind of life that you have been living in the story i ends up falling in love with both aya and rio takes a little more time for rio <laughs> because i doesn't even know that he's gay at first or into men or bisexual pansexual etc and he just kind of like is traversing this new information and at first, he just really wants to date Aya. But Aya makes it very clear that if I wants to date Aya, he has to date Ryo too. Ryo and Aya end up quite attached to I, And then you find out later that Aya and Ryo are actually orphans who were raised by Yakuza. Aya content warning for those who might be a little sensitive to this, is a drug addict. He stops while they're dating, quotation marks, dating I, and then at one point they end up having to run away because they are wanted by the Yakuza. Aya takes it up again because he feels empty afterwards. This story does have a happy ending despite the seriousness of how how quickly this series goes but Rio and Aya run away to some southern island they took money from the yakuza so they're safe on this island but Rio worries for Aya because at the rate Aya is going Rio says both of them will end up dead by 30 it has been 5 years and we go and see Aya again he has Gotten into a salary man office job, you know, as as most do, and he's remembering, you know, what it's like. He's moved out of that rundown apartment, but he has decided, hey, I'm gonna go back. Think of the good memories I had there. I still miss Rio and Aya, but I'll think about it here, and then I'll try to let go. I'll try to start letting go. And who else is there but Aya and Rio? <laughs> Again, quite absurd, but sometimes we need absurdity in our fiction to kind of make us feel better. Right. <laughs> they end up getting it on. The building is about to be demolished soon after. And Aya and Rio and I talk it out. I screams at first. <laughs> and Aya and Rio both say, hey, we realize that We missed you. And the reason we didn't contact you for five years is because we thought it was better that you just forget about us. Because being with us was dangerous to you. However, we could not forget about you. So we are here to ask for your forgiveness and if you would still like to be with us. And I immediately says, let's do it. (laughs) Because he too... Cannot forget how much he fell in love with them. So they all move to the southern island together. And I makes his company accept that he will be working mobile from now on from this southern island (laughs) randomly. And, you know, the three have a happily ever after. And they make up for five years of not being together. This series, even though comedical and absurd and pretty outrageous, secondhand embarrassment everywhere. It does touch upon the serious topics of what do I do before I turn 30? Can I ever reach 30? What do I do when it seems like everything is crashing on me? What does it mean for me? What do I mean in this world? Right? And in this in this instance It's three people who found each other, and they find purpose in each other. They find love in each other. They help each other, at least emotionally. Not everybody is going to find some kind of like beautiful, wild, exciting romance (laughs) just because we're apathetic and lonely and sad and jaded. If this series says anything or teaches anything... It is, the, it is the idea that just because things are a certain way now doesn't mean it'll be this way forever. Sometimes we just need to see what's next to us. Sometimes we have to take a step forward slowly, one by one. And sometimes we'll be able to reach a goal that we didn't even know that we wanted or needed. And it also touches upon how people, not all the time, but people need people and how much sometimes we need to depend on one another, whether it's just for companionship, for physical or emotional help, maybe even if it's just friendship, maybe if it's just to realize that together in one way doesn't work for you, but together in another way does. All of these series deal with the anxieties of getting older, the anxieties of what it means when you're so unsure about the future, not just about love. This year has been a tough time for everybody. It has been a year of uncertainty for most. And like me, (laughs) like others who have also stepped over and become 30 in the age of a time of great great uncertainty it's hard to find a place of comfort sometimes (laughs) in bl we can find that comfort we can find comfort in knowing that Even if it's just fictional, there are people who do feel the way we feel, they understand what it's like to live the lives that we lead, or at least the authors know, in the form of smoochy Boys. (laughs) But in seriousness, yes, humans want companionship, whether it is romantic or platonic. We all want something out of our lives, whether it's excitement or contentment or just a peaceful life with a person you can get along with forever. I want to thank you guys for joining me for this year. Thank you for giving the podcast a great year. Thank you to my guests for joining me in this season. I want to look forward to another Merry merry Season 2 of You Can Smooch, though. As always, you can find any of us on social media. You can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You know where to find me. I want to say thank you again, and I will see you next year. This has been the greatest birthday I could have for this podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and I will see you guys again next year. And don't forget, keep on smooching.